Hey everyone, my name is Adam Barfoot and welcome to episode 13 of the Counseling and Functional Fitness Podcast. I am a mental health therapist and I am a coach at two different CrossFit gyms. I have a master's degree in clinical mental health counseling and I am a CrossFit level one trainer. In the Counseling and Functional Fitness podcast, I focus on the integration of mental health and physical fitness. These are my two biggest passions, and in my experience, many fitness professionals are interested in things like mindset, but I do not know of anyone who combines talking about mental health and physical fitness who has formal training in mental health counseling. So, welcome to the Counseling and Functional Fitness podcast. As a disclaimer, during this podcast, I am speaking for myself and my own views, and I am not speaking for any counseling organization or any of my employers. In this episode, I talk about reasons that asking why is not always the best or most effective question to ask. Other things I talk about in this episode are an activity that can help you learn how your thoughts, feelings, and actions are connected to each other, Adlerian therapy, and how you can gain confidence and show courage in your life. So let's go ahead and get into episode 13, Reasons to Not Ask Why. When people think of counseling, they may think that counselors ask the question, why, very frequently. But one of my graduate school professors told me and my classmates to never ask the question, why. Things that clients may say, like, I've been feeling sad for a long time, or I didn't sleep well last night, could possibly get a response of the question, why, There are a few things I'm going to talk about in this episode regarding the reasons that why is not the best question to ask. So we have three reasons that I'll talk about in this episode today. The first reason is that people may not know why they do certain things. The second reason is that knowing why is not always helpful. And the third reason is that there are much more creative ways to ask questions and to get to the root of the issues that prompt people to seek out counseling. And talking about a reason for not asking the question why, people may not know why they do certain things. There's an activity that I've done with clients that has been shown to be very helpful for them, and I call it Thoughts, Feelings, Actions. This is an activity that you, the listener, can do on your own for yourself also. And a point of this activity, it can really help us get to the underlying reasons and causes without asking the question why, if the person may not know how to answer that question of why. To start out this activity and to explain it, I draw a triangle where one point of the triangle says thoughts, another point says feelings, and the other point says actions. This activity is basically cognitive behavioral therapy, which is a counseling theory that works to challenge and change unhelpful thought patterns. It also helps to improve emotional regulation and to target specific problems by developing coping strategies. The purpose of the thoughts, feelings, actions triangle is to show that our thoughts, feelings, and actions or behaviors are connected in ways that we don't always recognize at first. The triangle shows that these three things all affect each other. Some people think that 
only our behaviors matter or that our thoughts or feelings are the most important thing in our lives. But this activity shows clients how thoughts and feelings can impact behavior. Thoughts and behavior can impact our feelings and our behaviors and feelings affect our thoughts. And this is explained well by the triangle where you can see that all these three things are connected to each other. When doing the thoughts, feelings, actions activity, I have my clients pick one thought, feeling, or action to start off the activity. Usually they pick an action, but how you can do this, you can pinpoint a thought, a feeling, or an action and start from there. Then we go forward. So I ask a, when, if a client picks an action, I ask a thought or feeling that came before that action. So a typical question for this is, what is a thought or feeling? feeling that you had before doing that action or behavior. If they answer with a thought, then we go to the feeling that came before that action as well. So after we have chosen, after we have the chosen behavior and the thoughts and feelings that came before that behavior, we talk about what thoughts and feelings came after that behavior as well. And then we talk about how those thoughts and feelings affected further actions and behavior. And so our next reason is that there are much more creative ways to ask questions and to get to the root of the issues that prompt people to seek out counseling. So there's a difference between what we call presenting problems and then deeper root or more core issues as well. There's a saying in counseling that the presenting problem is not always the real problem. So presenting problems can be things like depression, anxiety, addiction, low self-esteem, anger outbursts, and relationship problems. And then root problems or more core issues can be things like deeply held negative beliefs about ourselves, trauma, unstable family life, and then lack of trust in self and others. And I want to be clear that presenting problems are real problems and they need to be addressed while we keep in mind that there are things that might be deep in our history that affect our current problems and our current behaviors as well. And these core issues or root issues and presenting problems affect each other just like our thoughts, feelings, and actions affect each other as well. Presenting problems can be things that are happening right now or have happened recently or interestingly enough are the effects of things that have happened in the past or are happening right now. While the root problems or these core issues are the things that have led to these presenting problems or things that have happened in the past as well. So when we look at things that have happened in the past and what is happening for us right now, presenting problems are often the effects of root issues. And, and these root issues have responses, both emotional, cognitive, and behavioral, which are and which turn out to be presenting problems. Just like the thoughts, feelings, and actions, how those three things impact each other, 
we have to keep in mind with behavior that there are things that have led to our behavior and there are things that have led to what we see on the outside. So with all of this, as we look at presenting problems and root problems, healthier roots create healthier fruits. So if the pain or the problem going on beneath the surface in our roots is healed, the problems above the surface or the fruits will improve as well. And having healthy roots does not mean that everything that has happened in the past has been great or that people with healthy roots have had a happy childhood. That's not what this means. So it's not about having healthy roots from the beginning or perfect roots, but it's about the health of our roots as our lives go on. The outside comes from what's on the inside and the fruits come from the roots. Our behaviors come from what is going on inside of us. So how do we get our roots healthier? Let's take a look at this question. In the counseling theory that I ascribe to, which is Adlerian therapy, there are three basic areas where our problems can come from. Those put in a simple way are work, romance, and friendship. Aglarian therapy also views all problems as being social in nature, as well as a core issue that people struggle with is whether they have courage or are discouraged, which means a primary skill of Aglarian therapists is encouragement. The part about Aglarian therapy viewing all problems as being social in nature Adlerian therapy puts a major focus on the importance of relationships in our problems and in our lives as well. And talking about encouragement, encouragement in the case of Adlerian therapy means that the therapist believes in the client with the goal that the client will come to believe in himself or herself. Encouragement is instilling hope into people and helping them have courage to face a difficulty in their lives. This relates to people facing problems or running from problems. Basically, we all have beliefs and these beliefs vary from situation to situation. But when we believe that we can overcome challenges, we face them head on instead of running from them. And instead of pretending that the problems or challenges aren't there, we acknowledge and embrace the challenges and accept our responsibility that we can do something about these things. Facing challenges can help us have greater self-confidence. Someone with low self-confidence or low self-esteem is not going to believe that they can face challenges and overcome them, so they're going to run from challenges instead because their beliefs about themselves are limiting them in that way. We act in accordance to how we view ourselves. If we believe that we are capable, we are going to act in capable ways. If we believe, on the other hand, that we're horrible, we're more likely to act in horrible ways. And this is what is called a self-fulfilling prophecy. With this concept of the self-fulfilling prophecy, so there is a spectrum of self-esteem and self-worth. So the spectrum on one side is the basic belief of I am good 
And on the opposite side of the spectrum is the basic belief that I am bad. And people fall in on all different parts of this spectrum. But with these beliefs, say someone has the, and these beliefs can be, I am good at something or I am bad at something. And when we convince ourselves of those things, we're more likely to act in ways that keep that statement coming true over and over again. And we can look at this in both counseling examples and functional fitness examples as well. So as a counselor, if you convince yourself that you are really bad at working with a specific kind of client or really good at working with a specific set of issues that a client might present, those beliefs are really going to impact how you interact with that client. And then with functional fitness, an example of that, say in weightlifting, you convince yourself that you're really bad at the snatch or you're really bad at shoulder to overhead. If you convince yourself that you are bad at something is more likely going to be or more likely going to feel much more challenging for you than if you told yourself that you are good at that thing. Another reason that asking why may not be the best question is that knowing why is not always helpful, but discussing a way forward can be helpful. So some people have the idea that counseling is all about what's happened in the past or basically past oriented where it depends on the theory of counseling, but that, well, the theory of counseling that the counselor uses, but a lot of counseling theories can be more present and future oriented than only being past oriented. And about therapists helping clients find a way forward, therapists have a very special opportunity to get to be with people in their pain and to help them work through that pain. If you're interested more in hearing my thoughts and perspective about working through painful and difficult life experiences, go back and listen to episodes five and six of this podcast, which are both about resilience and how you can become resilient. An important thing to keep in mind here is that just like how thoughts, feelings, and actions all affect each other in that triangle way, the past affects the present and the future. It's important to know where we've been, where we are, and where we are going. Just like the past affecting the present and the future, where we are in the present impacts how we view the past and the future. And then where we are looking to go in the future is impacted by where we are in the present. And this concept of being, of therapists being past oriented, present oriented, or future oriented is that it does not have to only be one of these things because like I just mentioned, they, these things are all important. And so there's a concept in therapy of getting to know the problem very well. So that is thinking about how the past has impacted the present and what has led up to this point. I think that's a really good question to ask. And 
where exactly are you now and where are you looking to go? And that relates to goal setting as well. And talking about the past and the present can really help with goal setting because we look at how we got here, where we are, and where we want to go in the future. And it's important to keep in mind that even though not everything needs to be planned out by us and we don't have to have a an exact plan for everything, but it sure does help to have at least two or three, if not more, ideas of where we want to be in the future and how exactly we think we can get there as well. So let's look at some functional fitness examples of these things as well. Earlier, I talked about courage to take on challenges. A big thing in functional fitness, especially at performed at high intensity, is we voluntarily take on challenges in order to get an intended result or to reach a specific goal. I think this is a really special thing because in a group functional fitness class, when you're doing high intensity work, it's that no one is making you be there, but you are, again, you're voluntarily taking on these challenges and often with the community and these things being, like I said earlier, social in nature, being in a supportive community can help us so much in being courageous to take on challenges. Another thing is confidence. So when I talked about the weightlifting example, when someone may have convinced themselves that they are bad at a specific lift with time and with reps and with effort, that lack of confidence can turn into more of a coming across that spectrum of self-confidence and self-esteem to being okay, this is a challenge, but I can do this when I put in the reps and the effort in order to improve. And here are some actionable takeaways from this episode. Embrace challenges. Face your problems head on instead of running from them. Earn your confidence through time, reps, and effort. Practice the thoughts, feelings, actions activity in order to gain greater self-awareness and find thoughts and feelings that are leading to and coming from your actions. A takeaway quote from this episode is, healthier roots create healthier fruits. Hey everyone, hope you enjoyed the episode. You can follow along with Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. You can contact me by emailing counselingandfunctionalfitness at gmail.com or by messaging Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. See you next time.